Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yes, tonight we get higher, further, and faster where we talk about Captain Marvel, the movie. But wait, wouldn't you like to know more about Carol Danvers? We're going to do that too. We're going to give you the comic book history of the one and only Carol Danvers, the one-time Ms. Marvel, present-day Captain Marvel, and not really much else beyond all of that. Plus, we'll point out what an idiot I am right at the top of the show. Marvel TV Weekly starts now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Welcome out there in the Marvelverse. It is I, Christian Blatt, joined as always by the one and only Zia Landerson, Zia Bastille Day. You stumbled over my cool name. I know. I'm just (laughs) trying to take your cool name and make it not cool. Well, I mean, you gave me the cool name, so. I gave you two cool names. You did. Zia Landerson Mm -hmm. and Zia Bastille Day. I'm into it. Uh, That's what what we do here. Uh, Anyway, so let's uh, start off the most important thing (laughs) is uh, let me explain and apologize for being an idiot. Uh, My favorite. uh, On two shows, on this show (laughs) and on Marvel Movie News, I said that this weekend that we're currently in is when we were going to all get the chance to see Jessica Jones season three. (laughs) There's no official announcement about Jessica Jones. It is it, it is still TBD. It'll be on one day. It is not this weekend. And it took me a really long time to figure out how I made such a boneheaded mistake. I was convinced I read it somewhere. And then in trying to figure that out, I realized exactly what I had read. Was that on March 8th, 2018, season two premiered on Netflix, which is true. That's a fact. I was right about that. Uh, but uh, season three did not premiere exactly a year later. So anyway... We'll talk about Jessica when she actually has a show. But fortunately, we have another strong female character from the Marvel Universe to talk about. Captain Marvel, who, or whom, soared, yes, pun intended, to $153 million at the box office this weekend. Wow. Yeah. Uh, my Wowza. friend my friend Frank Moran, whom I do uh, the Star Trek Discovery After Show with, he's on uh, Box Office Breakdown with our friend Amy Cassandra Martinez. And uh, he predicted $75 million. And I was like, oh, that is that is very low for a Marvel movie. Yeah. Any Marvel movie, you know? Even if they re-released, I don't know, the Ang Lee Hulk or X-Men The Last Stand, I think that they would make more than $75 million. And those Agreed. are out already for a long time. Yeah, people would go back and see those. I mean, I don't know what the other ones earned because they were so cheap, but when they released all of them in theaters again for those, just those few days, yeah. even I caught a couple of those. Right, and uh, so Captain Marvel, and I did almost call her Ms. Marvel. I've been trying really hard not to do that, but Carol Danvers, in my heart, Will always be Ms. Marvel. A uh, little binary, too. Little but any, Warbird? Uh, Warbird was never Not really so my much. thing. But binary. when I started reading comics, actually, she was binary. Oh, like okay. That, yeah, and then that was like sort of digging back into uh, older stories and back issues that I found out about Ms. Marvel. But uh, so this was, a, this was a great showing at the box office. And it's the seventh best opening for a Marvel movie, which you're like, Seventh best. That sounds like garbage. But when you consider that this is the 21st Marvel movie, that's really good. What's the first? 
Do you remember? Uh, yeah, Infinity War. That's the best. Ah. For sure, Infinity War. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, all the records are going to change, uh, you know, at the end of next month when uh, Endgame, Endgame comes, comes out. out. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I'm going to spend $2 million on it myself. <laughs> and I don't mean because I'm, bu- I'm like, going to be generous and, like, buy, you know, tickets for underprivileged kids. And I'm just going to go see it that many that times. That many times. Yeah. No, that, in the first you. week. In the, yeah, we're going to both go. Yes. Yeah. At one of those times that we see that we should probably go together, I feel like, right? Yeah. For the first time. Yeah. I, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, we want to know what you think about the movie. We're going to talk a little bit about the movie, but we're not going to talk spoiler heavy about it. Now, this is Marvel TV Weekly, but we don't really have much TV news because uh, Jessica Jones didn't get the memo that I'm an idiot and announced that she was coming back this weekend. Hey, to be fair, I just believed you and didn't even... Because I have an honest <laughs> face. That was your first mistake. and there's a, I know. That was a mistake for everybody on the audience. I'm sorry that I misled you. I will try very hard never to do it again, but I will not promise that it won't happen again <laughs> because I am very stupid. Uh, so I, we want to know what people think about the movie. We're not going to really talk about it in a spoiler-heavy uh, spoiler way. Uh, we are going to talk about it again on the other show that Z and I are on, Thursday afternoons at 1 Pacific. That's 4 for those of you on the East Coast. Uh, that is Marvel Movie News over on our sister network, The Popcorn Talk. And that'll start off as a spoiler-free review, but then we're going to really dig into the spoilers. Uh, so uh, this conversation, though, will be light and uh, non-spoilery. So, uh, Zia, before I ask you what you think about the movie, uh, it's very apparent that there have been some really strong opinions about this movie uh, before it came out. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that was a little bit of a problem for me personally, that there were people who got, you know, got bees in their proverbial bonnets about <laughs> how this movie couldn't possibly be good, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> it's I think a lot of people got upset over what Brie Larson said. And sure. at that point, it's like, well, that's just silly right, it's because it's not going to change how the movie is. I mean, you know, whether it's this movie or Black Panther or even Venom. You know, be like, mm-hmm. hey, why don't you just get some more ladies out on the press junkets? You know, I mean, it's uh, it's not a terrible idea out there, uh, you know, and especially if you get, you know, women who aren't maybe strong superhero fans to review some of these movies. And like, well, <clears throat> why don't you usually like these movies? And maybe this one won you over, you know. Uh, <clears throat> so there was that and we've covered a little bit about how. You know, people were bombing Rotten Tomatoes ahead of the release, right, Zia? They were, yeah. People were basically giving horrible reviews before they saw it, before it came out. It's when they give critics a chance to review it, but it kind of was open to everybody at that point. Mm-hmm. Is that what it was? Yeah. So that's interesting to to me, though, that they're able to review a movie that they haven't seen. Well, I think that what it was was that you could kind of click on something about your interest level or excitement for it ahead okay. of time. But I don't know that you could actually write a view. So basically reviews. it's just whether, how you felt <clears throat> about how excited you were that it was going right. to come out. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well. But still, it, it uh, so, you know, the tomato meter was, was just way off. It's interesting that this is the movie they decided to fix the tomato meter, you know, and try and help it because that certainly happened before uh, movies like Batman for Superman, you know. I mean, there's a ton of movies that you know, this happened ahead of time. But there there seems to be a very specific agenda. And uh, I it is, it is not the case that this was everyone, but the ones who were most vocal about it that I saw on social media were men who were really upset that, one, they didn't like Brie, Brie Larson. A lot of it was directed at her. Some mm-hmm. of it was directed at, at her specific comments. But then also just the idea that 
this female Captain Marvel would be the most powerful person in the Marvel universe just seemed like, you know, they just they just weren't ready for that. So that's one side of the debate. Then there was the other side of the debate, the side of the debate that would tell me that I'm not allowed to have an opinion on the movie because I am one of the most terrible people out there. I'm a white man, which is and, not and okay. by the way, white men have done a lot of terrible things throughout history, but I feel like I'm still allowed to have an opinion on a movie. Yes. Uh, thank you, because you're allowed to give me that opinion. You're allowed to give me that power to have an opinion. But that's so sad and so ridiculous. I think, honestly, both sides, it's getting really silly. Like, it's getting yeah. really silly to a point where it's like, it is a movie. This is for entertainment purposes. You were allowed to either enjoy it or not enjoy it. And what I think that we're doing with people that, you know, guys out on social media being like, I don't like it because she's a she's a really popular uh, I'm sorry, not popular, very powerful woman. She's sure. the most powerful woman in the DC, or I mean the Marvel Universe. I'm getting ahead of myself. Spoiler. It's because I'm going to compare this to a yeah. DC movie later. Um, so I have that in my head. It's Batman and Robin, right? Of course. Yeah, okay. Yeah, how did you know? Um, is is silly. Uh, we just need to ignore those people. I feel like it's a small percentage. I feel like it's a much smaller percentage than you would think of guys who really feel that way. I don't think it's all guys. I don't even think it's a lot of guys. No, it's, it's not. It's, a small it, it, it's like anything. It's a small vocal minority. Yeah, and and the, the small vocal minorities are usually the loudest. Yeah. They're much louder than the majorities. And exactly. That, you know, we, don't, we don't need to get into politics or anything in the world, but that's true not just in entertainment. That's in sports and yes, in politics, in everything, the the small minority can be very loud, and that will definitely uh, steer things in a lot of different directions. And I really think that what we need to do with those people, like if there really are guys being like, how dare you um, say that their woman is the most powerful superhero, then ignore them. Then right. don't give them a, a voice. You're giving them a voice by making it news and by talking about it and by making it a thing. The more you ignore them, the less it will happen. And then on the other side of it, the fact that people are saying, oh, if it's white men sit down and shut up, you can't have an opinion on the movie, is also the most insane thing I've ever heard. You can have an opinion on any movie. Right. <laughs> any because movie. if, you know, like the idea that okay, well, you know, this movie doesn't feature a, a, a male lead, so clearly a, a man shouldn't have an opinion on it. But here's here's the big shocking secret. I actually really liked it. So does that make my opinion okay? And I don't know no, if that Christian. changes anything. No, I still not allowed to have No, it. you're not allowed to have an okay. opinion. And I'm sorry, Black Magic 99 here. I have to agree with you so like just in your last comment cuz this is how I've always felt. Right. He says I never understood the whole there are no strong women in film or TV. Maybe I just grew up watching different stuff. I I have never felt that way as a woman. Growing up being like, "Oh, I don't have any strong strong role models." And maybe for women who felt that way, maybe you were looking in the wrong place. I don't know. And maybe part of it is the fact that I read a lot. But there sure. are so many strong women heroine in books, in movies, and like I just, I don't understand it. Right. I mean, and you know, the, the, no, this Marvel <laughs> really Cinematic Universe up. is 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 an area where there was definitely room for improvement. Okay. Yeah. You know, fine. Because until no we until they movies. introduced us to Scarlet Witch, we really only had Black Widow as as a main character, and she didn't, she didn't star in a movie. But I'm just talking about yes, she was an Avenger, and then we got Scarlet Witch. And this is the first movie starring. But if you look at comic books, the amount of female-led characters, I mean, there was an explosion of them in the 70s. And a lot of them were sort of like a female variety of an existing character, like She-Hulk and Spider-Woman. And Ms. Marvel is essentially a female Captain Marvel, which we'll get into. Which Marvel. Yes, exactly. A whole other thing. It is a different thing. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, and I've talked many times about there were stretches in the 80s where the X-Men 
uh, ought to have been called the X Women because it was like four super tough, really cool female characters and Wolverine. You know, it's yeah. just Wolverine and the ladies. That's really what they no, should have called it. I seriously grew up with the X Men cartoon, and I. Like I've said this before, Storm was one of my favorite characters. I would run around trying to pretend to be her right. all the time. So like, my little I sister never... grew up. She loved Rogue. Yeah, Rogue yeah. is also awesome. I just I don't I don't know. Yeah, so uh, it's uh, it, you know, and this happens all the time for issues and movies that uh, you know, it's like, hey, you sit down. Your opinion doesn't matter. No, everybody's opinion matters. Yes, people who saw the movie and hated it, well, you saw it. So you hated it. That's fine. Mm -hmm. It was the people who hadn't seen it yet who decided like, you know, and there were a lot of comments that I would see online that were things like, yeah, whenever I see that commercial, it doesn't look like it's very good. I'm like, okay, well, then maybe that's a marketing problem. That doesn't mean the movie is not good. No. You don't know the movie's good by a bad commercial. I just don't like, what I don't like is people being, uh, people not being objective. Right. Like, if you're really going to let your whatever weird political nonsense you have going on cloud your judgment to going into a movie, then honestly, I just feel bad for you because you're not enjoying things that you could be enjoying for no reason. Right. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so, you know, we welcome everyone's opinion if you if you saw it. And by the way, if you haven't seen it, tell us why you maybe haven't seen it yet. And not in the way of like, oh, I'm going to see it on Tuesday. If you're just like, I'm sitting this one out. There are people, look, this is the 21st Marvel movie. Maybe you've seen enough Marvel movies. <laughs> you know, that's fine, by the way. You know, I'm surprised. There was a point a few years ago where I was like, man, they just keep churning these things out. I mean, we're getting three Marvel movies, and Spider-Man counts now because it's part of the Marvel movie. Totally. You know, between just this Friday and the right after 4th of July, there will be three Marvel movies. You know, and that's including... Um Dark Phoenix, right? I didn't include Dark oh, Phoenix. Oh, okay. So but there's see, four. Yeah, because that is yeah, Marvel. Because that's not the Mar- that's not the I mean, Marvel Cinematic Universe, which we're right. It's still Marvel. So there's gonna be four. Yes. Yeah. So we're gonna get four movies between now and then. So plenty of movies to talk about. Yeah, right and here. Go see three eighty six. I'm so sorry to do No, it's alright, please do. That's why you're keeping an eye on it. Ripley, Xena, Sarah Connor, and yeah. Buffy. Yeah, there were there were just so many I love Who's Zena tougher than growing up? Who's tougher than Sarah oh, Connor? I love Sarah her Connor. Her too. And Zena's even when the awesome. chick from Game of Thrones played her in the last bad movie. Still, Sarah Connor is still awesome. Still, you know, I agree. I agree. Um, all right, anyway. so uh, we'll we'll take your thoughts, and again, we're going to talk a lot about Car- uh, about Carl. I just turned her into Carl Danvers. Whoops. We'll talk about Carol See, Danvers. She can't be a woman. Um, and uh, I before I, I did filibuster a lot, and I do uh, want to give Zia plenty of time to talk about her thoughts about the movie. But before we shift into that, I did want to show. Uh, a little bit of news that I found out about when I was doing research for this, and that's our uh, so our first image that we have for those of you on YouTube Ooh. is just an awesome, like badass Japanese one sheet of Captain Marvel, and just the logo in Japanese just makes it look cooler. They had to wait an extra week; it'll come out this upcoming Friday. So uh, sorry that they missed out on you know the first week. But then the second thing is. If you've seen the movie, and if you haven't, this isn't even really a spoiler. Uh, she wears a Nine Inch Nails t-shirt through most of the movie. So cool. Which is actually just really cool that she's got it on. Love it. So uh, Nine Inch Nails have decided that they will do a tie-in, a Captain Marvel at Nine Inch Nails special edition t-shirt. which. Awesome. You can buy at Nine Inch Nails' website. I believe right now it's just pre-orders. I don't know if it's a limited number, but uh, do a Google search for it. And for those watching YouTube, you can see it. And that's pretty cool because it's the the classic Nine Inch Nails logo, which that's what she's wearing, which is just – it's a great, mm-hmm. perfect T-shirt. And then it has the little uh, Captain Marvel symbol behind it. I did love that outfit she had on. Oh, yeah. I mean, she didn't ever need to wear, so to wear cool. a costume. Just no. get this perfect look. Fight crime in that. Yeah. So – if you want to find that, uh, you can Google it. I think it's shop dot 
N-I-N.com if I have to guess. But uh, Google it just in you case I'm wrong. to get me one. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to start a Kickstarter so that people can contribute up to $25 so she can get it. Yeah. You're not wrong, sir. Yeah. She's like, I, she's, like, I, yeah she's like, I want to buy it, but how about a Kickstarter? And it's like, it's not going to be a Kickstarter for $26. It's just the $25 she needs for this T-shirt. Yeah, exactly. All right, Zia. Uh, there was a lot of a uh, lot of filibustering up there at the top, but it was a lot that we needed to cover. There's a lot of ground we need no, to cover. No, I feel like it, that are, was important. People are afraid to talk about the movie in some in, in that concept in that Which that, is that aspect of it. So silly. Yeah. I don't care if you're a white guy or a black guy or an Asian guy. You can say whatever you want about the movie as long as you're not actually a sexist dick. Which I'm sure you know, but uh, there's just right. not that many of them. Look, if, if you if you're a Cree and you saw the movie. Let us know what you think. If you're a scroll, we definitely want to know what you think. Yeah. Please let us Tell know. Tell us. So uh, Z, anybody who uh, follows Z on Instagram, at Z underscore land, that's thank right. You. Oh, thank you. They know how you felt. But maybe not everybody does. So Zia, what did you think of Captain Marvel? Okay. I'm going to start by saying I didn't hate it at all. But I, I left the theater going, oh, that was only okay. Like, I was, I was a little bit let down leaving. I, I was just kind of like, oh. All right. I mean, visually, it was awesome. Sure. Watching her use her powers was really cool. The powers. I like that. Sequences um, are pretty amazing. I love Goose so much. Oh, my God, Goose. That cat was so cute. And then when you find out that it's actually, like, a crazy alien, I mean, it was amazing. The whole thing leading up to it, how they were. Anyway, I'm getting spoilery. I'm sorry, guys. Um, Goose was amazing. Goose is awesome. Uh, ben Mendelsohn was really, was great. He was really good. He yeah, was, yeah. like, a standout for me in that. Um and I liked, like, aspects of the storyline. I think a lot of what bothered me about the fact that she was having so much, um, like, memory loss. And it kind of made, I feel like, those parts of the movie feel flat for me. And just as a whole, Sarju, yeah, too much of a slow pace. Yeah, a little bit. It was a little bit of a slow pace. Um, it's just... Yeah, I mean, my biggest my biggest complaint was uh, the fact. Well, one's a huge spoiler, so I'll talk about it on Thursday. But the other complaint is that it's not even a complaint. I just felt like the first twenty or so minutes, it needed a little time to find its footing and to really get going. Like once she's on Earth and once she's on the train, the movie moved really well for me from that point onward. And it's not like I saw the first twenty minutes and like you can cut out this and that and that. And that. I don't know. I don't know what you can take out of anything. It just it started to move so much better that I, that I thought about like oh yeah I wish it had, it had felt this way from the beginning. It's a very minor criticism, but anyway, as you were saying. Oh yeah, no, I just there was just something about it that like I will for me as far as the all of the Marvel movies go, there were just so many better ones that this was just on the lower list of of the good ones. Like, it wasn't bad. I still went into no. it being like, oh, this was, you know, sure. enjoyable. Um, but I liked, you know, Civil War better. I liked Winter Soldier better. Well, I, mean, I, I, I liked, liked Infinity War better. I liked those movies better than yeah. this. I liked this movie a lot, but I, I like all those movies better. I liked Black Panther better. I like, like Black Panther better. I just, I, I didn't liked, like Thor 2 The Dark World better, I'll tell you that. I might have. I think, well, I know, because you liked it. <laughs> I liked yeah. it. Um, and for me, if, if we're just going by good movies, not great. If we're going to, like, fall into that whole female-led thing and we're going to go into that whole nonsense because that seems to be what everybody's focusing on Wonder Woman was way better for me way better I just think that they did a better job with Wonder Woman I like the story better the whole thing right um, although if you want to give a uh, feminist criticism Wonder Woman it's really kind of Chris Pine's movie now she stars in it but man he really drives everything he like motivates the story and, well, and everything moves forward because of Chris Pine sometimes but, 
sometimes it happens um, that women fall in love with guys. That's cool, right. too. Right. <laughs> They're allowed to, <laughs> They're by the way. They're allowed to do that. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, and uh, I, I was uh, texting with Zia about this because she told me after she had seen it. Uh, my hot take is that uh, Wonder Woman's a better movie, but I kind of feel like I like Brie Larson in this more than I like Gal Gadot in that. I, I, it always seemed like, oh, she's good, but she always just felt a little off. She didn't feel like she was an Amazon warrior princess. I think she's great. But uh, I don't know. This is just a very minor thing. But anyway, um, we will, as I, as we said, talk a lot more about the movie. And then, Zia, you'll be able to go into some of the specifics. Yeah, I'll I was be able to go into to the things that I loved about the movie. <laughs> you can tell. Um, but yeah, look, you you listen. You know, this. I don't know anybody who's seen this movie and this is their new favorite movie. But that doesn't mean that's not out there. No, you know? I'm sure some but, people loved it, and that's fine. I don't yeah. care. Like if you loved it. Awesome. Right. No, but see, and here's the thing. That's great. But you're certainly entitled, you know, and even though I am a white man, if I felt exactly the way you did, um, I I would say it. Now, the the thing is, is that if I absolutely hated it, I'd probably dial it back in front of the cameras and on the microphone because I don't want that backlash. I'd be like, oh, it didn't really do it for me. But inside, I'll be like, I hated it. But I actually, <laughs> so that I'm telling you how disingenuous I, I'm willing to be to uh, avoid uh, a flame war on Twitter. Anyway. That is uh, just a little bit about it. We'll talk a lot more about Captain Marvel next week. And as we said, Thursday at 1 Pacific on the Popcorn Talk Network Marvel Movie News. We will talk about it then. Uh, And before we delve into the backstory of the one and only Carol Danvers, Zia has this important message. Hey, guys. Before we move on to our next topic, we just wanted to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk. For us to continue to grow, we could use your help. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Hit the thumbs up button on our videos. That helps a lot. Leave us comments. We love that. Um, Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Stars one through four don't work, so don't even bother with those. Just five stars, comments. That helps us out a ton, too. Um, We love having you guys be a part of our conversation. Even if we have differing opinions, I'm cool with it. Like, tell me your thoughts. And I I love talking about it. You guys are awesome. Um, And... Being part of AfterBuzz has meant so much to us just because we get to come here and do this and get our thoughts out and, you know, talk about it with other people. It's really cool. So seriously, thank you for supporting us and doing all the things that we love. Right. Differing opinions are great as long as you tell us why, you know. It's not like, oh, Captain Marvel was bad because Brie Larson's a C word. I'm like, all right, no, that's not that's really an opinion. Stupid. And like, did you see <laughs> it? Because if you see it and you don't like it, you know, like. I've met people who didn't like Star Wars, and I'm talking about the first one, like the the one that everybody pretty much thinks is great. There are people that see something and they're like, yeah, it just didn't do it for me. It happens. I don't, I don't know why, but it does. Anyway, so as we said, this will all continue, but let's talk a little bit about Carol Danvers, who uh, has not always been Captain Marvel. Uh, in fact, there have been several other Captain Marvels. Uh, the first was Marvel. Captain Marvel is uh, what he went by, but he was a Kree warrior, and uh, he's seen in our uh, image number one, Carol One, to uh, Steve in the booth. That's the uh, the gentleman in the front. She's actually in the background. Uh, it's uh, it's that picture right there that you have on the right. Yeah, it's that one. That's actually his secret identity. Uh, uh, so that it, it, somehow he turns into a younger blonde-haired guy. I, look, it's the 60s. <laughs> I don't know how it worked. But that's like literally the first – that's the first panel wow. where Carol Danvers ever appeared. She was uh, in the Air Force. That matches up with her backstory. And she was a, a high-ranking security officer. So she was a featured character in Captain Marvel's ongoing series. Now, in the 70s – 
there was uh, there was basically a huge explosion, and some of her DNA was merged together with Marvel's, which is how she ultimately became Ms. Marvel, as seen here on the cover of Ms. Marvel number one, which is something that I show often because uh, you know you're trying to have this strong, independent, you know, maybe arguably the first truly feminist superhero. She's named Ms. for goodness sakes, which was, you know, a real term in the 70s of, you know, of, of female individuality. Don't ask me if I'm Miss or Mrs. I'm Ms. And yet she's showing off her stomach. You know, they, hey. could, they could. No, look, she's entitled to. Yeah. But that was the point that was made is like, so she's got her arms covered uh, because maybe she's cold, but uh, she's basically wearing a bikini bottom. You know, is that a practical outfit yes. for fighting crime? Absolutely. Zia says yes. You get so much range of motion. Look, I'm from Hawaii. I used to live in a bikini. They're really comfortable. Regular clothes suck. Look, <laughs> I, I'm certainly not going to disagree. I'm just, uh, yeah. She ultimately does change her costume to this one that we see here, uh, which uh, if you're looking at the image on YouTube, you'll see that for no real reason I grabbed the, the British version of the cover because it nice. says 12P on it because it made me laugh because <laughs> I'm a little boy. Uh, but that's the, that's the blue suit that we see, and the current version of Ms. Marvel, Kamel Khan, has, a, has basically that costume. That costume uh, endured a lot longer than the red one. But the red one is really just an offshoot of Captain Marvel's costume. And so we got to see a lot of her, you know. Uh, she had her own book. It didn't last for very long. Uh, Chris Claremont, who was one of the writer, the, the writer of the X-Men, I've talked a lot about on the show, obviously. He was the main writer for the original X-Men for, oh my goodness, uh, 15, 18 years. Uh, he wrote a lot of her stories, and he has a real affinity for the character, which will come up as we talk about this. Uh, now, what do you think, Zia, as you look at those Captain, uh, sorry, at those Ms. Marvel uh, costumes? You know, do you think that uh, you think that they work? Do you have a preference for the red one or the blue one? I like the black one. Well, okay, so I guess technically it's black. <laughs> it's blue. Though. Oh, is it blue? I mean, it's blue. Black, sorry, yeah. I can't even see good. Um, it's uh, I like the blue one. Yeah, I think that it's a little bit more of a, a typical uh, superhero costume. Yeah. And what I do like awesome. is that in the comics, her as Captain Marvel, she has that red sash. So, like, the sash, like, lives on, which I think is actually pretty cool. Nice. Um, so, and yeah, and, and she was, a, you know, she was a, she, it was not a particularly good selling comic. It got canceled uh, after only a couple of years. So she ends up as a member of the Avengers. And uh, she was basically kind of brought into the Avengers during a storyline where the time was, it was basically like, oh, yeah, the uh, the government is sanctioning us and they want us to be a little bit more diverse. So Falcon was a member for a little while. And I think they just wanted to shake it up just uh, from that standpoint. The problem with Ms. Marvel in the Avengers is that they very often didn't know what to do with her. There are issues where she is seen in action scenes. She doesn't have any dialogue. You would think that the writer forgot that Ms. Marvel was on the team, and they never had anything to do. So uh, she joins in issue 183, and then by 200 she's gone in a very, very controversial uh, storyline. Oh, gosh, yeah. Do you know that storyline? Oh, yes, I do. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) Mortis's son, uh, Marcus, basically kidnaps her, takes her into the future, and the only way to really look at it is there's some brainwashing, but essentially he rapes her and gets her pregnant, and she gives birth to a child also named Marcus, which let's just say is very creepy. Mm-hmm. And so then she comes back, she shows up in in a, an image that we showed a little while ago, which was 
was uh, Avengers 200. And uh, basically, Avengers was like, oh, I mean, she totally seems like she's in love with this guy. So, all right, well, have fun, Carol. And that was the end of her in the Ooh, Avengers. They didn't even look into and it. there's been a lot written about the the way that Ms. Marvel was handled at that time. Uh, even uh, Chris Claremont has spoken out that he really didn't like the way that they handled the character. So I mean, look, I will say this one thing, and I'm probably going to get so much flack for this, so I shouldn't even say it, but I'm going to. That's the best kind of statement. Go um, ahead. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's an interesting thing, and obviously in no way condone rape in any way, shape, or form. That's horrible and awful, and like as a woman, if that ever happened to me, Jesus... Um, but it's interesting that we can portray murder and all kinds of other things in stories and in, and in movies and in and books and things like that and video games like it's nothing. But rape, if you even kind of bring it up or if it's any sort of a thing, it's like, oh, no, 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 no. But murder is kind of just as bad. Yeah, I mean, I think that... And I'm not saying it's, it's not horrible. N- no, but, but what, I, what I'll say is that I think that were this handled in a sensitive way at all, uh, I think they would probably, they, not probably, they would have been commended for tackling it. But because but they were they used, just... it was like a flimsy plot device, gotcha. and everybody kind of ignored the fact that, that against her will, you know, it's okay. like, well, I don't that's know, it seems like she likes him, you know, and, <laughs> that's, and that's an amazing uh, aspect of the Dark Phoenix story. In the comics, was Mastermind basically taking over Jean Grey's mind and not realizing that she was actually the most powerful being in the universe, and uh, well, it didn't go f- well for him. So anyway, uh, when we next see her, uh, it's uh, the image before this, uh, Steve. Uh, it, in uh, Avengers Annual Number Ten is the first appearance of Rogue, who is at this point a member of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, and uh, her uh, adopted mother is Mystique. Mystique had a lot of run-ins with Captain. Sorry, with Ms. Marvel. See, I keep mixing them up. And uh, the goal in this story was. People know Rogue. She has that power that if she touches you, she uh, borrows your power. But something about the way that she held on to Carol too long and also Carol's really strong personality, she stole Ms. Marvel's powers and she also got her personality. So the body that was Carol Danvers forgets everything. And for a long time, Rogue has a personality of Carol Danvers living in her head. Um, well into the 80s uh, until Rogue goes through the Siege Perilous, it gets separated, blah, blah, blah. Too complicated to explain here. (laughs) So it's an interesting thing because Rogue takes on her powers and is able to fly and she has Carol Danvers like buzzing in the back of her head. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Which is, so it's uh, it's a very interesting choice but uh, Chris Claremont wrote that uh, Avengers Annual Number 10 feeling like it was at least giving justice. You know, that that was a, a much more uh, it was a, a, a well-handled way of how she, you know, basically had her powers ripped from her. So he was always a fan of Carol Danvers. So she shows up in the X-Men over the next couple of years uh, as just Carol Danvers, you know, in the Air Force. And then in Uncanny X-Men 164, she ends up as a really cool character called Binary. I mean, if you're looking on YouTube, you can just see she cool. basically has the power of a star. That's awesome. And I don't mean like Lady Gaga. I mean like, you know, the <laughs> celestial body. I'm glad you laughed at that because I was in my head. I'm like, this is stupid. Oh, but thanks for laughing. Terrible, but it was great. Uh, yeah. That's, that's, that's the, the, the realm I yeah. live in. So, uh, and this is like a really cool look, probably an impractical uh, way to live. So she doesn't stay binary forever. Uh, and, you know, I'm having to kind of hit the beats here. You know, uh, you should read all of these comics, really. 
And if you have Marvel Unlimited, and why don't you if you like this show, they actually have a uh, some recommended reading uh, about Captain Marvel. Uh, they have recommended reading of Ms. Marvel Comics and uh, her as uh, Captain Marvel as well. So you can uh, read a lot of this stuff and really get to, uh, get to find her. Uh, one that I'll recommend is The Life of Captain Marvel from 2018. Uh, anyway, so she comes back as uh, Warbird, which you can kind of see as Warbird. You see the mask is the same. That's basically the rest of it. You know, This is a very 90s look. I like that, too. Yeah, That's this cool is a very that. 90s comic book look. I'm into it. I also really like the... Um, I know, I love that 90s style. I guess it's just because when you're... From that era, it's always going to be your yeah. favorite. Um, I like the elbow pads <laughs> and the shoulder pads. Yeah, like if she falls down, she's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. She's, it's very practical. So if she goes rock climbing, she's going to be okay. So she can fly, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so she ends up a member of the Avengers again as uh, Warbird, and uh, we don't have time to go into the specific stories. But uh, there's also just some another cool image there. Uh, so you can uh, find some of the new Avengers titles from the 90s and uh, early 2000s. Uh, and then, ultimately, uh, she takes on the mantle of Captain Marvel. And she takes on the name Captain Marvel because she knew Marvel. She knew that Captain Marvel. And uh, this is a great uh, alternate cover for Captain Marvel number one because you can see behind her, for those watching on YouTube, you see her past incarnations. You see Binary, you see uh, two Ms. Marvels, you see her as an Air Force pilot, and uh, also, you know, sort of the space Marvel. And as I said, there's the red sash. So she takes on the mantle of Captain Marvel, and she's been Captain Marvel uh, since, I think about 2011, maybe 2012. I'm not looking that up for those who can see me, so I'm just sort of guessing. But uh, I think it's a it's a mantle that really works for her because of the backstory of her character. She knew Marvel. She had basically his powers and some of his DNA fused. And when she was first introduced, it was sort of like the she'd black out and like go do some Ms. Marveling superhero stuff, and then she'd be back to being Carol Danvers, who worked for the Daily Bugle. Of course, she worked for the Daily Bugle because that was why on that on that Ms. Marvel number one, you see J. Jonah Jameson, Peter Parker, Mary Jane Watson, all these people show up in there. So it's a uh, it's great. It's a lot of fun to uh, to check out. Uh, so. That's a little bit. And I had to really rush through it. And I feel like I didn't do her justice. So if you liked the movie, I think that uh, there's a lot of great recommended reading. And Marvel Unlimited will do a better job than uh, I can in telling you what you can read. And if you didn't love the movie, maybe you'd need to find a different take on the character. I think, Zia, you you will love some aspect of this. Look, you know? and, and like I said, it's not the character I have a problem with. It was just the movie. It's not. It doesn't have anything to do with the character or right. even Carol Danvers. I mean, I think it's a cool character. It's just, it's whatever the movie did. I was not feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> right, and you know, again, we'll talk more about it on yeah. Thursday. So uh, we have a few minutes left. What are people saying in the chat? Um, we've got some people agreeing with me. That's good. Um, <laughs> thanks, guys. Uh, Black Magic. I've been saying this for years. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Ivan Soto, we've had so much violence everywhere that we've all been desensitized to it. And I mean, that's definitely true. Um, Zigzag says Carol actually lashed out at the Avengers at the end of Avengers Annual 10. Yes, in that same story where uh, where Rogue uh, takes her powers. It, it's, it was basically Chris Claremont's uh, trying to be like, 
what's wrong with you people? <laughs> you know, uh, you know, and that's the unfortunate thing about it, because as I alluded to, they didn't know what to do with her. They weren't giving her dialogue. They just wanted her out of the book. And they were like, well, let's just figure this out in uh, Avengers 200. So, yes, oh. that, I'm glad that uh, we got that footnote. Haywood Wong, uh, Zia Christian, you like the tribute to Stan Lee. We didn't yes. talk about that. It was we awesome. We didn't talk about it. Yeah. And and that's not so exactly awesome. a spoiler, no. especially because the first tribute to Stan Lee, you know, is literally one second into the movie. Yeah. I had no expectation for that. And uh, I thought that was amazing. And, yeah, again, that falls under the category of stuff we'll talk a lot about on Thursday on Marvel Movie News. Yeah. And, I mean, I now understand. I saw, because I follow um, Kevin Smith Kevin Smith on yeah. Instagram and his post, and I saw it. And so when I saw the movie, I was like, oh, I get yeah. it. And this is, that is very cool. I that was very cool. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so it's, you know, it's honestly on the movie, it's mixed. And I feel like that's kind of what it is overall. We've got some people saying, you know, seven out of 10 in here, seven and a half out of 10. Some people gave it a six out of 10. I think I'm somewhere between a six and a half, seven out of 10. Right. Which is like, you know, I mean, well, okay. So a seven is like a, is like a C, you know, C plus maybe. That's sort of how I felt. You could, you could graduate from from high school, you know, always being seven out of ten. <laughs> you could, you know, you can you get totally it. You can get into a college, you know. You're not gonna get into an Ivy League. Don't worry, I didn't get into an Ivy League, so you know, it's fine. You can do all right, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's look at somewhere in that in that range, you know. I mean, uh, I I came out with very positive feelings, but it's not a ten out of ten, you yeah. know. I mean, very few movies really are a ten out of ten. Let's be honest. So, uh, all right, are there any She's anything sorry. else in there before we uh, we wrap it up, Zia? Ooh, oh. uh, I bet kids liked the movie. I know my kids loved it. Yeah, I can totally I can see, see this being. I can see kids being, liking that, yeah, yeah. Totally be. And um, Nicholas Stormy says, uh, Stan Lee and Carol's interaction was adorable. Agreed. Yes, it was. Yes. Yeah, that was cool. So there were, I, and there were good aspects. No, there's the definitely a lot of things yeah. to see. And by the time that we talk about this in Marvel Movie News on a Thursday, as I said, 1 p.m. Pacific on the Popcorn Talk Network. Very nice. Uh, I will have seen it again because my wife hasn't seen it yet. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna go see it on Tuesday. So uh, I'll I feel like I'll I, I always get a lot more out of a movie, especially like big budget superhero, whatever you know, any of these kind of movies. If I get to see it again, so uh, I'll be able to isolate more about the things that I liked. <clears throat> but you know, Zia, it doesn't seem like it's a uh, go back for a second viewing for you. I might. I I actually kind of want to rewatch them all before Endgame. If I if I can, that's a very lofty goal. Especially that's a with very lofty how goal. Busy I am. Yeah. But I'm gonna try. I kind of want to. That's the thing. Actually, that was another thing. I left the theater saying that. Um, and I know that we're wrapping up, but I left the theater being like, you know what? This just makes me want to watch other ones. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Well, let us know what you think. Leave it in the uh, comments here uh, on YouTube or on iTunes or wherever you take in the show. Just let us know what you think. You can also tweet at me at Christian DMZ. I'm on Instagram over there too. And Zia, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zia underscore land, X I A underscore land. And you can, um, you know, listen to all of my uh, ramblings about what I did and didn't like. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks so much. And thanks to everybody in the chat. We uh, always appreciate you joining us. And we will see you next Sunday at 9 Pacific. Until then, Excelsior! Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later! <laughs>
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.